Yes, Mary did know. She absolutely did, okay? I always laugh at this Christmas song because while beautiful, we absolutely know that Mary knew all of these things. It says right in the Bible over and over again, it tells the story of how Gabriel came to Mary, delivered this message of what was going to become of Mary's baby. And we took up this story last week. We saw that story transpire, how crazy it was, and we're going to pick it back up tonight. But we know that Gabriel went to Mary and he explained to her and he said, hey, you're going to have a baby. He will be the son of God, the savior of the world. He will grow to reign over all of Israel and his reign will never end. Mary absolutely no. But knowing and doing are two very different things. The actual logistics of what God was asking Mary to do in this moment a lot more complicated than we would probably even assume. I mean, after all, Mary was a teenager. She was actually younger than most of you in this room when Gabriel came to tell her this story. And you can imagine how intimidating, how scary this information would be to find out that you would be the mother to the savior of the world. Now, I want you to put yourself in Mary's shoes for just a moment and imagine what it would be like. I know, fellas, this is a little weird for you, but imagine being told you would be the father of the son of God. Now, in today's culture, that'd be weird. People would not believe you. They would call you crazy and you would probably end up being committed. Okay, now I want you to imagine this happening in Mary's culture, okay? This is 2,000 years prior to now, and the world that she was growing up in was very, very different from ours, especially when it came to how women were treated and how they were viewed. Back then, in Mary's world, women were not respected. They were not listened to. They were considered to be very, very, very bottom of the totem pole. They were considered to be deceitful, and promiscuous, and they were instructed, or men were instructed, not to trust them. And so back then, if you were a female that got pregnant without being married, the consequence was death. And not only death, but you had to be, by law, stoned. Now, I know stoning in today's culture means a little bit something different, okay? Sounds a lot, it's a lot different, Back then, it meant you would be put to death by having stones or rocks thrown at you. So you would stand there as everyone in the town would come around and throw rocks at you until you died. This was the potential fate that Mary faced. She's not married. She is engaged. But this is a big deal. Mary could so easily lose her life for the miracle that was happening inside of her. And not only that, she faced the odds of being potentially put to death, but also this is a culture that did not trust women. They did not believe them. And so she now had to tell these people, this is what happened. This is what I was told in a culture that already had the predisposition of not trusting her. Very, very difficult position. She could be ostracized. She could have been ridiculed, called a liar, a slut, she could have been killed. And yet, her response to facing these facts is recorded in the Bible, and this is how she responds. In Luke 1, it says, Oh, how my soul 
praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he took notice of his lowly servant girl. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. She is singing these words in response to the news, in response to what she was facing. Really, Mary? (laughs) That's how you respond? She knows that the Lord has asked her to do something so impossible, so dangerous, and still she considers herself to be the most blessed. Wow. Now we have a better idea of why this teenage woman was chosen to be the mother of the Son of God. And so Mary is facing all of this adversity. You can imagine how stressed out she might be, how nervous she might be. And yes, she says, okay, I am your servant, God. I will do what you ask me to do. And not only will I do it, I will praise you the entire time. I will bring joy out of this situation. But, small complication, she now has to go to her fiancé, her brand new fiance that she doesn't know very well because marriages back then were arranged. And she has to explain to him that she is having a baby that is not his. Now remember, culturally, Joseph has every right to have her publicly stoned in the light of this news. He knows the baby is not his. It's impossible. They were both virgins. Therefore, in his mind, Mary must have been unfaithful. Or maybe, just maybe, She's telling the truth. With these incredible stakes in mind, let's see just how Joseph reacts to this news. All right, super important conversation. I'm just going to pop in, just check it out, make sure I understand what's going on. All the information got there. And make sure I'm invisible. He can't see me. Joseph. Joseph, you smell like beans and cheese. Okay, we're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. Oh, here comes Mary. Hey, Joseph, Joe, 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 did you, did you get a new haircut? You look so handsome. And... Did you get new shoes too? Oh, oh no. wow, they look so good. Oh no, she's oh. spiraling already. Mm-hmm. Uh, he- hello, my beautiful fiance. Uh, what do you want? What? What? Joe, what do you mean? What do I want? Can't I just tell you you have nice hair and I like your shoes? Uh, you, you know, when you want something and you're nervous to ask me about it, uh, your voice gets really high and squeaky. No, no, it doesn't. Oh, this is a no. this is a disaster. No. Okay, just get on with it. Okay, get get, are, get moving. Are you okay? It seems like the last few weeks you've been a little off. Like, are, are you feeling better? You said your tum tum was hurting you yesterday. Foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. Um. So <laughs> funny you should say that. Uh, Joe, <laughs> Joseph, do you like kids? What's your take on kids? Are they, you think they're so cute and adorable? We want them, right? We want. We want kids? Uh, yeah, I like kids as long as they're not right? mine. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Uh, um, okay. Yeah, I'm just not really ready for kids yet. I've been really working hard on my carpentry business. I'm really trying to get this off the ground. Um, I, I even been workshopping, like, names for the last month. This is what I've come up with. You ready? Okay. Joe's Carpentry Business. What? Huh. This is the guy? This is the... This is the stepdad. You may okay. get on with it, Mary. I can't oh. take this anymore. Just tell him. Okay, 
Uh, you come up with that yourself? Real, really clever. Yeah. Um, so it's a, <laughs> it's like a no on the whole kid thing. Oh my gosh, Mary, no. quit dragging it out. Just tell it's him. It's not gonna. <laughs> Clear is kind. Okay, so <laughs> funny story, Joseph. Uh, I'm pregnant. We're having a baby. Should we hug? We're like super excited, right? We're gonna. Uh, we should. Uh oh. We should hug. Well, no? we haven't had had the sex. Ugh, God, stop saying that. Ugh. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I would remember that. Don't I, even I'm say that. I'm positive I would gosh. remember that. What is happening? So if I, you cheated on me. No. Oh, I didn't no. think about it sounding like that. Oh. No. Uh-oh. No, Joseph. That- Just be clear. That sounds crazy. I would never cheat on you. Here's actually what happened. An angel oh, came no. to me, oh, no. No, 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 told no, no, me, no, no, no. you're going to be pregnant with the son of God. Ah, this but is worse than when I told her. You know, you're, you're going to still be a virgin, of course, because that's crazy. Oh. Uh, and he's also going to be the savior of the world. <laughs> no cheating. <laughs> Not better. Hey. Hey. Mary, uh, you see this chair? Yeah. Uh, last night, it was just like a pile of wood. What? And then I woke up this morning... And it was completely built and looked like this. Just, yeah. What? That's insane! You see how that sounds, Mary? Oh, my gosh. No, no. That's, okay, a, va- I... that's a valid point. I mean, okay. it would be crazy if a chair just built it. <gasps> I get it now. Um, here's, here's the deal, though, Joseph. I'm telling you the truth. No. And you have to believe me. No. Joseph, No, please. this is humiliating. Joseph. You've humiliated me, okay? If people... F- you know what? No, Okay. I'll do you one better. I'll make sure you're okay at least. We'll end this quietly, but what? But I'm gone. I can't handle this. See ya. Oh, you, so you just go walk away, Joseph? You just go walk away and abandon her? Like you better be prepared, because on my way home, I'm stopping for groceries. That's the wrong list. I'm gonna kill Joseph. Okay, I'm I'm not gonna kill him. I'm gonna yell at him though. Cool. Same page. Same page. Yeah, so um, that, that didn't go that well. And while we took a few liberties in the reenactment, the biblical story is not that far off. Joseph does not react all of that well to the news. I mean, at least he didn't start throwing rocks at Mary, I suppose, but he didn't exactly believe her. He wasn't exactly excited. In fact, he really thought that Mary had just slept around on him. And so now Mary's life is in tatters. She is facing the possibility of being pregnant without a husband, which again, we know what that means. And Joseph is left brokenhearted as well as very, very angry at Mary. But not to worry, we have our trusty angel Gabriel that's going to come to Joseph and they are about to have a talk to get things straight. Joseph, wake up! Fear huh. not, or fear, I don't care. Get ah! out of the ah! What are you doing here? Get out of my room. What are, who are you? Get out of my room. No, I'm not going to get out of your room. You're the worst. You are so mean to little Mary. You, oh, dude, I can't stand you. you. I will use this on you. I stole this from the Archangel Michael. It's a sword. I know it's a sword. What are you doing? 
What Mary told me was ridiculous. Oh, it's ridiculous? Oh, you think it's ridiculous that an angel would show up in front of her and tell her that she's going to be pregnant with the Savior of the world and remain a virgin? Yes, I thought that was crazy. Watch your like, tone Jerry with Springer me. crazy. Are you kidding me? But now I see this. It's a little more believable now. Yeah, well, you better believe it, bucko. You need to get your crap together, Joe. You need to apologize. You need to take Mary back. Oh, I can't stand you. You need to get it together. Do you understand me? Get it together. She has chosen to be the mother of the savior of the world. Oh. Are you, are you telling me it's true? Yes, gosh. I'm telling you it's the truth, okay? It's the truth. And you want to know what else is the truth? I'm going to put this away so you're less intimidated. You know what else is the truth? You were chosen too. Yeah. You ever think about that? No, you didn't. It's all true. She, she's pregnant. Yeah. Huh. I'm going to be a dad. Well, uh, stepdad, but the, the gravity of the situation is still there. Um, Man, I'm actually pretty excited about this. That's awesome. I'm, I'm pretty excited. No, I don't do that. Uh. Um, anyways, uh, listen, uh, hey, eye contact. Yeah. Um, big deal here. You need to, don't mess this up. There's a lot riding on it, okay? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, also, Whoa. no, one more thing. I'm not done. Whoa. Yeah. Good luck with telling your parents. Let me know how that goes. No, um, no. Send me a postcard. I G- will see Gabriel, you at that, Christmas. That, that you need to help me with it. I can't get. So now Joseph is singing the right tune. The angel comes, he clears everything up, and it's hard to deny when there's literally a six-foot angel standing right there explaining all of these things to you. And Joseph's response in the Bible is similar as well. He's like, what? You're kidding me? That was true? Okay, I will step up. I will be the father to the savior of the world all aboard the stepfather train. And um, all is well. The savior is well on his way. In nine months, he will be born in a manger. And then around 30 years from then, he will take his place on the cross and he will die for us as was planned from the very beginning. Now, Mary and Joseph, they had this plan from the very beginning from God, and we find them as they go through the process of accepting this plan. But man, was it not easy. Joseph had to face some pretty crazy truths. He had to tell the people closest to him that his wife was having a baby that was not his. And he would then have to raise and provide for the Savior of the world and try not to screw it up. No pressure. Mary faced all of these things, plus um, childbirth in a barn, and also the whole like getting killed by rocks thing. The truths that they were going to have to face were insurmountable, and yet they were comfortable. They were confident. They accepted them with praise and worship. They were comfortable with the even ifs, even if people didn't believe them, even if they got judged, even if they weren't good enough or they felt like they fell short, even if, even if, even if. They knew that God was asking them to do something, and so all of a sudden, the even ifs became so much smaller. They became comfortable and confident because while they may face ridicule and pain, they also got to be a part of something that was so much bigger than them. And so maybe tonight you find that you are like Mary or Joseph. Maybe you know that God has a plan and a purpose for you. He's asked you to do something big or small with your life. 
but it's not exactly easy. And maybe it's not as complicated or huge as being the father or the mother to the savior of the world, but you know that logistically, it seems pretty hard to work all of it out. If that's you, I feel like this message was put on my heart tonight from the Lord. And I felt like he highlighted this verse in my brain. It's in Acts. I love this verse. And it speaks to the people out there that have been asked by God to do something and what his promise for them is. It says in Acts 5, for if their purpose or activity is of human origin. So if it's coming from our own talents, abilities, capabilities, it says it probably will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men you will only find yourselves fighting against God. If what you're doing is coming from you, you may or may not succeed, but if it is coming from God, if it is anointed by him, if it is asked and planned by him, he's saying right here, you cannot, you will not fail. And anyone who opposes you will not be coming against you, but instead will be coming against God himself. This is the situation that Mary and Joseph faced. It was scary, it was intimidating, but they knew it was from God, and they knew that anyone that opposed them would have to go through him. So we can learn from them. We can learn from them just beyond of how to deal with uncomfortable interactions with angels, but to know how to become comfortable with the even ifs. To trust God even when he asks us to do something that seems crazy or completely something that's out of our capabilities. Not because we know that we're capable or we'll get the skills one day, but because we know that since he is within us, we cannot, will not fail. Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in God. Trust in him with all your heart. Don't depend upon your own understandings. Seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. Guys, he'll show you. You can trust him. You can lean on him, and he will tell you exactly which moves to make. He will keep your path straight. And opposition will have to go through him. And so tonight, I first want us to consider what it is that God is asking us to do. So we have to consider what exactly is it that God is asking us to do. Now, maybe, again, it's not as big as parenting the Savior of the world, but that doesn't mean that it's not important, and it doesn't mean that you weren't chosen by God. And so maybe for you, I'll list some examples, but I also want to give some room for the Holy Spirit to kind of speak to your heart right now. And so, dear Jesus, we just ask that you open each of our hearts and our ears right now to whatever it is you have for us. Maybe you've already told us about this. Maybe this has already been stirring in our spirits for a while, or maybe this is the first time that you want to communicate it to us. But we know that every single person in this room was chosen and created for a purpose, and so we pray that you reveal that to us right now, God. Big or small, whether it's in the next week or the month or years or entire lives, God, we ask that you show us what your plans for us are. And so maybe you feel like recently or tonight, you feel like that tug that he's asking you to begin to start sharing your faith. Maybe you have that friend at school and they don't have any, any people in their lives to believe in God. And you know that you are probably their one and only shot to getting invited to church or really meeting him. So maybe you feel that tug in your heart right now or kind of saying, hey, put yourself out there. Talk to that person about me. Share your story with them. Invite them to church. I know it's hard. I know it's uncomfortable. I know you might not know what to say, but I'm with you, and any opposition will have to go through me. Maybe he's asking you right now to end a relationship. Maybe it's a friendship. Maybe it's a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Something's just unhealthy in your life. 
but you've been friends with them for a super long time. Or you know you have like three classes with them, so it's gonna be awkward if you have to keep on running into them, but he's saying, hey, it's time. It's unhealthy, it's broken, it's only hurting you and bringing you farther away from me. Maybe he's asking you to end it. Maybe he's wanting you to stand up for your biblical beliefs in your classroom. I was in a classroom not too long ago and I understand how scary that is. It seems like more and more in education, the more that you believe in God, the more stupid you are made to feel by your teachers and your classmates. And I'm sorry about that. That's really, really hard. But you're not stupid for what you believe in. And what you believe in is absolutely true and science even supports it. And so maybe God is saying, hey, in that government class where they're always debating whether or not different biblical beliefs are true in the government, stand up for what you believe in. You're not gonna be the only one that agrees in that class. Maybe in science, maybe it's any other class, there's always things that are being discussed. Maybe he's asking you to stand up, even though it's intimidating, even though it's scary. Maybe he wants you to consult him or he wants to tell you about what you're supposed to do once you graduate. You know, there's a few seniors in here, a few juniors who are starting to get questions of, what are you gonna do? Where are you gonna go to school? What are you gonna study? Are you gonna go into the military? And you kind of just panic because you don't really know the answer. But God's gonna reveal it to you soon. So whatever it is, even if it's a little bit scary, even if it's a little bit challenging, even if it goes against what you had planned, your parents had planned for your life, know that if he's within it, if he's behind it, you can't fail. James 4, 17 says, remember, it is a sin to know what you ought to do and then not to do it. So now that we've kind of thought about maybe what it is God is calling us, asking us to do, the next step is to address what are the even ifs? What are the things that you're facing, the potential obstacles? What could potentially fall in your life if you actually go through with it? What are the even ifs? Even if I have to go outside of my comfort zone, even if I lose friendships, even if I get judged, even if my parents don't approve, even if it's the hardest thing that I have to do, even if, if it's from God, all opposition has to go through him. Being a Christian does not mean that your life is gonna be easier than someone without Jesus. In fact, it might mean the opposite. What it does mean though, is that we can be comfortable with the even ifs, like Mary and Joseph, because the things that God has planned for you are well worth the risk. And here's the thing, if you say no, just go ask someone else. If Mary had said no to Gabriel, do you think that the Savior of the world would have just never come? No. <laughs> they would have found someone else. Because God can use anybody. But don't you want to be the person that he uses? So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to pray a blessing over you. Dear God, we know that each and every person in this room was created for a purpose. And so I pray that if it hasn't been revealed to them yet, God, big or small, that you will do that in the future. 
and that when you reveal it, God, that they will know that it's from you and they will have the holy boldness and the holy confidence to go after it. Even though there's even ifs, even though there's obstacles, even though it's scary and it's intimidating, it seems like it's outside of their capabilities, God, we know that if it's coming from you, we cannot and will not fail. So we thank you for whatever it is. We thank you for the potential. We thank you for the exciting future that you have for each and every one of us, God. And in this season, we choose to trust you, just like Mary and Joseph. We love you, and it's in your precious name that we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.